Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me as always, and this is our 101st episode. Hey. Are we going to celebrate like this for every episode going forward now that we've gone past (laughs) 100? No, I just wanted to bring it up again in case, you know, everyone missed the bus. <laughs> missed the bus. <laughs> Last week we celebrated our 100th episode. Yes, we did. Those were good times, dude. Indeed. Remember that? Uh, good yeah, times. Those, those were good times, Q. And uh, now we're just chugging along. Yep, just chugging it up. We're never looking back. We're only looking I forward, just, Q. Dude, I just looked back by bringing up the fact that this is our 101st. If we were just chugging along, I wouldn't have even brought it up. You know, like, who cares, dude? It's fine. You know, we're just go- just doing the same old same. Well, I'd say we've been in a pretty good pocket over the last few episodes of 70s fusion. Okay. Yeah. We covered Steely Dan. We, still, we covered Steely Dan. We covered Larry Carlton, arguably one of the best fusion guitar players of all time. And now we're talking about Jeff Beck, one of the greatest guitar players to ever live. Uh, Rolling Stone put him on as number five on the top 100 guitar players of all time. Who's number one? Try to guess. I'm not going to say Chuck Berry. It's, it's not Chuck Berry. No. Because he, he was number one for guitar solos, right? Johnny Be Good was listed as as the the number one guitar solo in a Rolling Stones okay. Uh, magazine. Okay, number one guitar player on Rolling Stones what top one hundred? Top one hundred guitar players of all time. God, that's a lot of guitar players, dude. I didn't even know we had that many guitar players on this <laughs> earth ever. On, the, on this <laughs> earth, <laughs> ever. Uh, and that's like six feet under and and still living. I didn't know there was a hundred. Oh man, I'm looking at the list and it's it's good. It's good. Steve Stevie Ray Vaughan, where I see you on there. Stevie Ray Vaughan? Mm-hmm. Mm, hold on. 
trying to load come the on, uh, yeah, come I'm on. trying to load the entire list here and it's come on man i hate it when ad, when websites or i'm sorry i shouldn't blame the websites when advertisements take over the entire site you're trying to scroll past them and stuff man oh come on where's stevie good old srv Sorry, Q. He's not the, number one. Clearly, no, you would have told me if, if I got it right. The, okay, the, these 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 players are, are ajaxing in here, so I gotta. Okay, so this. Jeff Beck is number five. Jeff Beck's number five. Just try to guess who number We're, one is. Give me your give it, me your top five. Just start naming them. I mean, it's not going to be hard. Okay. Okay. Um, by Eddie the way, Steve, by the way, Steve Rivon is number twelve. Okay, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen is number eight. Okay. Chuck Shit. Berry's number seven, by the way. Dude, I, this is tough. BB King? Uh, no. BB King is number six. You're getting there, dude. You're going down the list. Damn. Okay. Okay. Jeff Beck is five. Hang on. You, you are yeah. successfully naming ooh, the top. Ooh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, uh, fuck. What's the guy with the the liquid surfer or whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> Joe, Joe Satriani. Yeah, Satriani. No, no, no. no, no, no. All right. Do you want me to throw you a bone here? Jimmy Hendrix. Who's number? Of course. Why did they fucking think of that? <laughs> okay, God. So here's top five, like I said. Okay. Number five coming in. Jeff Beck. Mm-hmm. Number four, Keith Richards, which I don't know about Keith that. Richards? Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. Number three, Jimmy Page. That's obvious. Number two, a fellow Yardbirds member. Eric Clapton? Eric Clapton. Ooh, okay. Now, here's the funny thing. When we were having a, a, you know, last week we had our dad on. We were talking about Larry Carlton. Dad put Larry Carlton as one of the five greatest guitar players of all time. Now, I think he did qualify that by saying blues rock or blues jazz. I think he he tried to qualify that. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think Larry Carlton shows up? On Rolling Stone's top 100 list. It's going to be up there, dude. Uh, I don't I don't hear you guessing. 80? Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to keep guessing. 25? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. Uh, 99. No. <laughs> Just tell me. I'm trying. I'm here's the here's the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to find him on here. Oh, I don't even see him on here. Well, that's you know what? Hey, He's not on here, dude. Rolling Stone is not the fucking end all be all. Yeah, but you know? out of a hundred, he's not on there. I'm sc- here. I go, dude. I'm screw. Guess who's on here? <laughs> Guess who's on here? Jack White. <laughs> Jack White of the White Stripes is on here. Which I agree with. He that deserves to I be on That I agree with. Yes, he absolutely deserves to be on there, but Larry Carlton should definitely be on here. Dude, if anything, Carlton is uh influence on Jack White. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe. Jack White's influence, you know. I mean, come on. The Edge from U2 is on here. And that's the thing. I, I don't have any problem with any of these guitar players being on the list. No, but Carlton I just have needs a problem to be in with there. Him being on the list. And not Larry Carlton, like it's fine. You know what, dude? Swap out. Yeah, this is this. Is, I'm just saying, dude. It's it's one of those things. Let me tell you why, though. Larry Carlton is a session musician, right? And that's one of the reasons, perhaps. Although he, I mean, he put out solo work, but he just never got the attention that that even somebody like Jeff Beck got. So there you go, man. He's not on the list. I just scrolled through the whole thing. No Carlton. Maybe that's why, dude. They ain't got no respect for the. For the fucking session, man. You know what's funny? Two, what? Jimmy Page and Clapton were both in the Yardbirds. So both of them made it in the top five. All three of Wait, them. Wait, but you said Beck was number five? five. Okay, yeah. Yes. So all f- you're right, dude. So three out of the five top guitar players of all time were in the same goddamn band. That's right. How much do they pay in Rolling Stones? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, you can't argue with it, though. You can't argue wow, with that. Dude. How, what are the odds that all three of them fucking, you know, mad I mean, each other? Yeah, it's insane. Dude. That's insane. All dude. right, so we're right. pulling this one out of our ass. I always like to bring that up and have it on on record, you know, like. 
I this mean, is look, a, man. One of the, this is a guitar player that, like, there's there's no point in trying to describe his music or dive into his history. You know, we just okay. gotta let the music speak for itself. Here's all you gotta know about Jeff Beck. We already said one of them. He started with the Yardbirds, right? He essentially, after Yardbirds, he tried to form his own rock groups, like traditional band type thing with a singer and all that kind of stuff. And he had his own band called the Jeff Beck Group, of which he had Rod Stewart on the lead vocals, right? And like, for whatever reason, it just never, it just never stuck. Uh, he, you know, basically his desire to constantly like push the envelope and experiment, uh, like it just never worked to just have him in the background doing a bluesy kind of rock thing, which is what most of the bands were doing back then. Right. So eventually, you know, he just started to do his own solo work. And aside from all of that, him as a guitar player. He is quite often listed as one of the most innovative. Innovative, yes. He like he 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 knew how to get any and every sound out of that guitar that he needed to get out of it. Right? Yeah, there's something about his technique, dude. Like it's it's unmistakable when you hear it. Right. You know, like it's Jeff Beck. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I've got a quote here from Mr. Joe Perry, which is the guitar player from Aerosmith, right? He says, Beck took great liberties. He always made it funky, twisted it into heavy metal, and wrapped all of that stuff around the lyrics, which was an exciting thing to hear. So he's talking about when he was, you know, playing with these groups where there was a singer and stuff. Yeah. His early records display such a left field take on the old traditions. He was busting down the doors and the walls of the accepted standards. When you heard him in the background on, on, on a rock record, a blues rock record, like you could always hear his his voice coming through in the guitar. Like he was very lyrical with his with his guitar playing, and that definitely shows up on Blow by Blow, which is the album we're talking about today. So that was his very first uh solo record was Blow by Blow. And that came out in nineteen seventy five. And as our father mentioned on last week's episode, which we didn't even realize, Q, this was produced by Mr. George Martin himself. Yeah, that's crazy. Of the Beatles. And also, as we mentioned, uh, Stevie Wonder shows up, uh, not only as a writer, um, but as a, well, he, he's credited as the clavinet. On the Thelonious, which is Clavinet. not a song we're going to play today. But, dude, did you hear that? You know, Ferris Bueller's really sick right now. I didn't know. I that. heard that if he dies, he's giving his eyes to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not going to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Matthew Broderick was sick, the actor. No, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. talking about Ferris Bueller. All right, all right, all right. He's really sick, dude. <laughs> All right, so um, like I mentioned before, he had a group called the Jeff Beck Group with Rod Stewart on the vocals, and I wanted to play just one song off of their record, Truth, which came out in 1968. So this was well before he he branched off and and, and did his own thing. But um, this song is called, oh shit, what's it called? Rock My Plimsoll. And uh, I think it's going to showcase kind of what I was talking about. There, there's there's a guitar solo that we're going to play the song up to. Uh, so you can kind of hear. I mean, I think you can. Once we start to play some of the tracks from Blow by Blow, I think you can definitely hear that he, you know, his style is very distinct. And it was already starting to sort of, you know, take shape even, even back in, in 68. All right. So here we go. This is, again, a track called Rock My Plimsoll by the Jeff Beck Group. Rock my plimsoll, 
All right, so there you go. So you can hear a little bit of that. I mean, aside from, I mean, think about it. Here's what makes this stand out to me. The song is such a traditional blues song, right? Dude, it's one of those, like... Standards, you know? Blues 101. Yeah. That's what you're going to hear on day one. Right, exactly. Something like that, yeah. But then you get to his solo, and he starts to do, you know, a little bit more interesting things and breaking out of the traditional blues you know what's expected of, of of blues and you know you can hear a little bit of fuzz there on his on his guitar tone right yeah he is not the first rock guitar player to experiment with electronic distortion but he helped to redefine the sound and role of the electric guitar and music can you tell i'm reading from the wikipedia here because i am <laughs> this album truth was a seminal influence on heavy metal music, which, you know, Whoa. started to emerge, you know, r- shortly thereafter, right? It's kind of interesting to me to think about, especially since we mentioned it, how Clapton, Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck were all members together. I can't believe that. In the Yardbirds. And then, you know, we talk about this record here being a huge influence on heavy metal. And what was Jim- what was Jimmy Page doing at the same, you know, around the I same mean, time? I mean, dude, Jimmy, Jimmy Page is also a huge major influence on metal dude well like, but that's the, the thing Led Zeppelin that, that's sound. that's what i'm talking about like immediately you know while while beck is is, put, is putting this down this track down and making this record jimmy page you know zeppelin has already formed right dude yeah god oh man. guess what dude i i've never heard this before uh zeppelin's original name was new yardbirds what <laughs> they were called the new yardbirds so that makes me think that jimmy page probably had more of a i mean like maybe maybe the yardbirds was was mostly jimmy page's thing then think about it if 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 the three of these guitar players are breaking away from the yardbirds and forming their own rock group and jeff beck's like i don't know what i'm gonna call my band how about the jeff beck group <laughs> right and Maybe Jimmy up. Page just goes, New Yardbirds, I called it. <laughs> he was the first one to do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Probably. <sighs> F- fine. I'll just call it. I'll just name it after my, my, my namesake. And then, yeah, and then Clapton just like, I guess I'll just go by Eric Clapton then. Fine. No, you forgot about Cream, motherfucker. Ooh, my bad. Cream was after Yardbirds? Yeah. Well, shut my mouth. Go back and listen to... Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast, which is on our very own network, pantheonpodcast.com. They dive into all that shit. So if you want a full-blown deep dive into the history of rock and roll. If you want to, you know, like a deep dive, we're talking blow by blow. If you want to blow by blow play, play play by play. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to hear about rock blow by blow. (laughs) <laughs> go listen to the oh, rock and roll archaeology okay so let's let's jump into to blow by blow all right let me just say it's one of my favorite album covers dude i i've just always been drawn to this yeah album art um there's just something about this record so let's let's get into it here we've got a few tracks here that we're going to play and the funny thing is um these just happen to be Back to back to back on the record, yeah. Um, so this is what tracks three through five. Yeah, this is like the you know towards the beginning of the record, and it just draws us in to to right midway through. Um, yeah, dude these these are the songs that always stuck out to me. Um, man, yeah, th- this is one of those albums. I think we mentioned this last week, but like. Every time I listen to it and like I, you know, every, every time I dedicate an evening to this album, you know, and really soak it in, like it's just, there's just something about this record, the way it was recorded, all the other musicians that they pulled in for, you know, the rhythm section. And, Dude, the and, drummer, the drummer is incredible on this record. The drummer man. is incredible to the point where it's, sometimes I'm listening and I'm, and I'm just like, dude, we get it. You're fucking awesome. You know, like, calm down a little bit. His name is Richard Bailey. Just to, to okay, well, him. Bailey, dude, we get uh, it. You're good on the on the bass is Phil Chin and Max Middleton on the keys. 
Um, dude, all uh, what more do you need? Man, man. yeah. Let's just get. Let's just let's just play our first track, uh, dude. So we're we're starting with Constipated Duck, right? Yes. That's okay. Right. So that's track three. It's just shy of two and a half minutes. You want to play the whole song? Let's do it. Sure. Let's do it. Let's yeah. play the whole song. All right. So here's our first pick from Jeff Beck's debut solo record from 1975. It's called Blow by Blow. This is track three on the record. It's called Constipated Duck. First thing that you notice about this song is just how how much it centers around the bass player, right? Yeah. Or at least in the beginning, before Jeff Beck solos. But um, yeah, I just love the I love the the effect he's getting out of that delay pedal. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much the star of the show is that delay. Yeah, I mean for the most part, yeah, that's I mean that's that's what you're hearing. That's the, kind of the theme throughout the song. Yeah. But you can tell that this this album came out in the seventies. By a few of the, like the signature sort of sounds, like the wah wah pedal that you'll hear um, th- that he incorporates later. But what, the thing I was going to say is like, yes, there are some things in here that that scream the '70s, but this album really stands the test of time. Like it's timeless, in my opinion. Yeah, it still sounds like f- like fresh and and I don't know. To to me, it just and maybe that's just because. I've been listening to it like almost my entire life. It just it doesn't sound dated to me when I ever whenever I hear it. Yeah, you know? no, I'm with you on that. You know, we we mentioned Jeff Beck being just an innovative guitar player. Like, like we said, the delay pedal is is what's on display in this record in this song. Yeah, like it's not even really that complicated. Of you know, he's not really doing that much. He's he's plucking a few notes and letting the well, yeah, he's got some chords. Well, but, yeah, but he's letting the delay pedal do most of the work for him. You know, like that to me is what makes an innovative musician is finding a cool way 
to like playing playing a simple melody or you know playing something that that isn't that hard to do technically speaking but doing it in a way that is uh you know different that makes it stand out just anyone can do that well this is what yeah this is what made jeff beck um unique back then was just how much he sort of mastered uh effects you know yeah he would get get the most out of out of his guitar and and the effects that he used um, cause obviously, you know, if you talk about delay, I said that the edge was on Rolling Stones, you know, top 100 guitar players right. list. He, you know, infamously, uh, uses that delay pedal as, as sort of a crutch almost. Um, but I mean, Jeff Beck was doing, was doing this, you know, before and using it in ways that it hadn't, hadn't really been used in rock before. So yeah, that's what made him so unique. All right, so um, all right, yeah, let's let's move on to the next one, real quick. Before we do that, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back into it. And we're back, and we're just going down the line here. Uh, next song on the list, track by track. Um, so. This is a song called Air Blower, which man, uh, these three songs I, th- I feel like are probably my favorite on the on the album. Yeah, and, and when they're played back to back to back, like I mean, and they really do f- kind of flow from from one 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 to the other pretty well. You know, like when you just listen to this record, yeah, uh, it's just a great twelve minutes, twelve thirteen minutes. You know, these songs back to back is just something about it. Yeah, dude, let's do it. All right, let's let's jump right into it. This is track four on Jeff Beck's Blow by Blow. It is called Air Blower. Yeah, that drum fill, man. I fucking love that drum. Dude, this is one of those songs where I'm just like, man. Yeah, I get it, dude. You're really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. God, stop making me jealous, man. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, um, I, I love the, the, the beats on this song. Um, and I love how, you know, the main, I guess, uh, melody of this song is... Jeff Beck playing like in tandem with the keyboard player, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that in the next track too that we're gonna play. Yeah, it's really cool. But um, yeah. So one thing that 
the, I remember, I remember hearing this, um, and I think you can hear it here. Uh, that, that, that sound that like sort of classic Wawa seventies. Oh yeah. You know, song that most people associate with, with the, the shaft theme song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sound, um, Jeff Beck is, is sort of one of the, the pioneers of that, that sound, you know? Really? Yeah. I mean, he started doing it, um, a few years before on, um, the album Rough and Ready, which was another uh, Jeff Beck group album uh, on the very opening track called Got the Feeling, which was released a few weeks before the Shaft song um, came out, which was credited to Mr. Isaac Hayes. Yes, of course. of course. But the point being that, like, I mean, that's a that's almost a iconic 70s sound that everybody thinks about that that. Almost, almost a cliche at this point. But, yeah, but Jeff Jeff Beck is is almost almost uh, credited for that sound. Cool, um, in some way. Yeah, he may not have been the first one to do it, but he he he, you know, was one of the first ones to do it. So, anyway, um, yeah. So there is another part that I wanted to play on Airblower because to me there are these two different, very distinct movements. So let's just keep it keep it playing, and we'll maybe play it out. Because there's there's this great great shift that happens toward the middle of the song that that's one of my favorite parts on this album. So, all right, let's just keep playing it. This might be my favorite song on the record, man. I love that that outro. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a it's a it's it's almost like a whole separate idea, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah. but like, it's just so it's it's so bluesy man. and like just like it just but, drips yeah. with like yes emotion and blues. It's like, I dude, I yeah, love that yeah. part where it's just like it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the only way to describe it. It's just by m- mimicking the noise. But leave, leave it in because you're right. That that because it leads right into a very in, uh, intense. I guess I can say because the rest of that part is so sort of almost gentle and swaying a little bit. Yeah. And then that part that you just mimicked perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. Leads right into this really sort of amped up bluesy riff. 
rock blues riff that he kind of throws in there and then it swells kind of back down into the the easiness of the rest of the, i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sort of a like a master class in in just guitar work yeah, you know yeah and i feel like you know and let's just dive right into the next track but i i want to play the very last five seconds of air blower and fade into scatterbrain yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's great because yeah, that drumming goes right into the yeah goes right into scatterbrain in like a perfect way. So yeah, I'm down. I'm down yeah. with that. All right, let's let's do it. So here is our last pick from Blow by Blow. This is the next song on the record. We're gonna fade into it from from Airblower. This song is called Scatterbrain. <laughs> Just credit the drummer again in the beginning of that oh, song. Oh, I know, the drumming dude. is insane. It's fucking insane. That's that's what I'm just like fucking. I'm trying to find out more about this guy. I can't find anything. Well, he must have been just a, a session man. You know, we were talking about Richard, session Richard, men not getting any cred. His name is Richard Bailey. Whoever he is, he's a he's a beast. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, so I lo- I love the I love the uh the strings in this. Yeah. And maybe that's that's George Martin at work. You know. Well, get this, dude, you 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 you're right. Right here. The the last track on each side featured string arrangements by Martin. Yeah, dude. So there you that's go. I mean, that's one of the things that always stood out to me like once the Beatles got past the Beatlemania phase and started doing more like, mm-hmm. you know, songs that they could only do in the studio without replicating it live. That's when George Martin was like, all right, let's fucking put some strings in here. And this part definitely needs a violin, you know, like that's, yeah. that's George Martin for you, man. Yeah. 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 So like you said, um, almost the, the main riff that you hear constantly through the song is both him and Max Middleton on the keys sort of playing in sync together, which is really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it adds, like, this, like, smoothness to that riff, you know, because it's the keys, uh, you know, underneath it, yeah. which is really cool. And the fuzz that he's bringing to this, you know, again, I think that's why, you know, he's sort of credited as as helping influence heavy metal, although that that's already happened at this point. It's 75, obviously. Uh, Zeppelin and, and Sabbath have already happened you know, yeah. so we're already way, way beyond that. But anyway, um, so one thing I got, I got another quote here. And this is from Mike Campbell, who was a guitar player with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He said, uh, so what's cool about this Rolling Stones list of 100 guitar players, each write up on a guitar player is written by a famous musician or another guitar player. Right. Yeah. So that's why, you know, they've got Jeff Beck's write up is from Mike Campbell. Anyway, uh, he talks about how amazing or how perfectly Jeff Beck was able to play with and around vocalists back when he was, you know, with the Yardbirds or playing with Rod Stewart. Um, but that once he did his own solo thing, which is this record is the first one, he, first time he does that, the tone of his guitar was so pure. It's like there's a vocalist singing, but with a guitar player making all the notes. Yes. And I think Dude, that's what stands out the most on this record. I've always felt that way about this album. Like blow by blow is a guitar with vocal cords. I don't know. I don't know how else to say. Yeah, it, no, but know? that's dude, what a great compliment to Jeff Beck. Yeah. He's a guitar player with vocal. So with, yeah. With vocal cords. Yeah. He's so lyrical and, and vocal with his guitar playing. But that's that's kind of the whole thing that he was so well known for yeah. getting any and every sound he needed to out of that guitar, like using effects, you know. I mean, it's just so vocal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. And that's the funny thing is he, he even makes his guitar say words in a way on She's a Woman, right? Track two. Yeah, but that's like he, he's using one of those. I know. Like, it's, vocal, it's a voice box. It? Yeah, voice box. Yeah, dude. So that's I, I feel like for me, it's these three songs. You know, like yeah, this. Yeah, this yeah. is blow by blow to me. But like, this is one of those albums, and we say this a lot on this podcast. This is an album that you need to dedicate an evening to. You know, absolutely. It's only forty four minutes. I mean, you can. Yeah, I think you can spare that for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of those albums for us. It's, it's got a special place in our hearts. You know. You have all met our dad now. We had him on our last episode. Uh, he, for a good three or four years in a row, back when we were, you know, I think it was probably our high school years, he would take us to the local guitar show, the the Dallas Guitar Show. And I remember he would always play some blow-by-blow, blow, like on the way to or from right, right. the guitar show. You know, like he, you know, he would hype us, he would hype us up with some... Andy Timmons, which, dude, we need to cover some Andy Timmons on this, on this fucking podcast, dude. That would be a great sidetrack for Jeff Beck, but we got other sidetracks. Yeah, we got something else in mind for the next few weeks. Um, but anyways, hey, dude, that's it. That's it for blow by blow. Uh, let's dive into some what you heard's and wrap it yes. up. Yes, yes. Can I start? Uh, well, yeah, let's just, if there's anything else left to be said about Jeff Beck, um, I don't know. I don't know if there is. Uh, the only thing I would say is that at some point, I think we're going to have to circle back and talk about 
Wired as well, which is the next album that came out. Which honestly, I'm not that familiar with, dude. Dude, there's some great stuff on Wired too, okay. for sure. Yeah, let's let's so, do it. Um, cool. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, Q. So yeah, let's get into our our what you heard's here, our weekly segment uh, where we talk about a song that we heard over the last few days since we last met. Uh, we didn't have any what you heard's for our our 100th episode because it was sort of a lengthy episode, so. We've had a good two weeks here, Q, to to discover new music. So what have you got? What have you been hurting lately? Well, this is another KEXP discovery. We know. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, let's just on, assume, we let's just assume that nine, let's say three out of five What You Heard's for me is something that I heard on KEXP. Um, this is an artist who goes by Little Sims. She's a rapper from Britain. Uh, she is at the ripe age of 25. Uh, this is a song from her latest album that came out this year. It's called Gray Area. This song is called Selfish. Shit a tuxedo, me and my new case, steady blowing weed smoke. I'm a woman who can teach you a little something about class. Diamonds will forever be a girl's best friend. Everything's imperative for the way I live. I know it's material, but not irrelevant. All this service works for, not inherited. Told myself I rate my niggas up and never did. Self loving, need more self loving. That's how it goes. They wanna know you when you're buzzing. The first things first, number one, I'm priority. Call it what you want, doesn't phase, doesn't bother me, honestly. song after listening to blah 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 what how much the bass uh was is clearly influenced by that funky 70s uh bass sound you know yeah dude it's cool to hear a brand new song that harkens back to to the record that we just talked about in some way or another you know yeah obviously it's not you know that's where it begins and end at least but it's got a very funky kind of disco vibe to it a little bit totally dude yeah i just love i I love her flow you know like yeah that's good i'm I'm all about it uh this album also features there's a song on here called pressure that's got a little dragon credited Mm, yeah interesting dude Dude, i haven't heard about her in a long yeah long time yeah um Good stuff, dude. I just yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for that style of flow. I don't know, like honestly, I'm not that heavy of a hip hop, you know, fan. But this is the kind of stuff that I like. It kind of reminds me of um, the way that Q-Tip flows uh, from Tribe Called Quest. This style is always something that that I gravitate towards. So. That's a little Sims. It's from her latest album from this year. It's called Selfish. Travis, what you been heard lately, brother? So uh, probably like you, I have been digging through playlists and like old. Uh, well, that's about it, really. Digging through playlists. Yeah, and putting let's together. Not uh, reveal why we've been digging. It's probably obvious. No, nah, we're gonna. Re- 
We're going to, no, we're going to reveal it at the end of the episode. What are you talking about? Okay. I don't have any fucking problems revealing that. Uh, anyway. Um, so I, I, I have a playlist on Spotify um, called, well, I mean, it's, it's like the most basic, uh, you, you hit us, you hit a, the heart or back in the day when Spotify first started, you hit like the heart button, the, click the heart icon and it would throw it onto a, a playlist called starred. Right. Um, so, you know, once you had more abilities to create playlists and group playlists and stuff, Spotify, you know, that playlist, I haven't looked at it in years. You know what I mean? So I, I went through there. I was looking for songs that maybe I've, I've heard in the last decade um, because, you know, we're piecing together some some lists. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But I stumbled upon this song that I hadn't heard in a long time. Uh, it was just one of those things that, that fell on this list. And then who knows what happened to it after that. Um, but I couldn't even tell you when... Um, when I heard this, like where I heard it, how I heard it, all I know is it was put on this playlist in 2015. So four years ago, and that was probably the last time I heard this song. It is this group called the Gondwana Orchestra. I and That sounds familiar, dude. I mean... Gondwana... Gondwana Orchestra. Okay. But anyway, this track... Um, it's great, man. I'm glad I, 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 I was reminded about it. Um, anyway, it's called As I Walk, and it's featuring a vocalist named Josephine Aniyama. And it's just got this really great vibe to it. So anyway, let's just listen to that. big fan big fan yeah man i mean it's it's just it's got this this really peaceful tranquil calming dude uh, i'm a transcendental vibe i'm a sucker for that japanese um i think that's a kodo that's being played yeah um i love that instrument dude Um, there needs to be more of it in this world you know just putting that out there or maybe more of it in the western world like every time i hear it um, you know, speaking of this playlist that we're putting together, the best of of the last ten decades, <laughs> ten decades, <laughs> best of the last ten Dude, years. It took um, us this long to put together the decade. I can't imagine having to do one for the last ten. Ten decades? decades? You at your mind? That's that's the that would be the entirety of recordings of, of modern, <laughs> of music, modern music. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favorite, well, the only remix that shows up on that playlist uh, features some Kodo um, 
stringed instruments instrumentation <laughs> yeah no, um, it's, it's good stuff I, I love uh, it dude yeah that's great okay so Q um, as you just sort of hinted at um, the next few weeks we will be devoting our episodes to some countdowns um, and we did that last year as sort of like our best of 2018 so we're going to do that again in a couple of different ways um, next week is going to be our top 10 discoveries of 2019. Um, and what we mean by that is it's kind of a, you know, open-ended sort of, it's almost like a, an episode devoted to what you heard, right? But for the yeah. year, if you want to put it that way, like, yeah. you know, and one of the reasons that we wanted to do this is because, you know, everybody's putting out their list of, Hey, here's the, the, top 10 songs of 2019, the top 10 albums of 2019, new material, right? But, you know, and this is something we always talk about on this podcast is like part of what makes being a a fan of music so great is constantly discovering things, even if it's something that's been out for years and you just now stumbled upon it. It's new to you. Yeah, even if it's a song that came out, yeah, 30 years ago, 40 right. years ago. It, it makes it that much more special yeah. almost when you finally we, yeah, stumble we, And upon you're hearing it. it for the first fucking time, even even yeah. in 2019. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Totally. I'm, I'm excited so, to, uh, to, to do a super music-heavy episode. Yeah, I mean, the next, the next three episodes are going to be super, super music-heavy because all we're doing is bringing songs to the pod and we're just going to talk about them. We're each bringing five tracks to the table um, from from bands that we, well, not necessarily bands that we discovered, but this is music that we discovered in some way or another, our favorite discoveries of, of this year. So um, it's re- literally up, up to anything, right? Yeah. Anything totally. can be brought to the table here. So, And then the week after that, we're going to do our top 10 of 2019. And again, it'll be five songs from each of us um and the rule there being um uh, has to be brand new music that came out uh this year so and then we got something else in store and we'll talk about that later um for the for the following week so anyway uh we're going to close out the year the year basically uh just with a ton of music you know um and i'm excited about it dude we've been i've been putting this this list together for weeks now you know oh yeah and uh, shaping together nicely. I'll just say that. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, that's it, man. I think this was a, a great episode. I love talking about Blow by Blow. It's one of my favorite records of all time. This is down. one of those albums, man. Hands down. It's one man. of those albums that we knew we were going to cover eventually. Yeah, and I think we picked a good time to do it. Yeah. If only we, you know, that this is a, a record I would have loved to have dad stick around and do another episode of but um yeah and yeah we, we could have made that happen you know what? but we'll, no, whatever we'll, we'll bring him we'll bring him back later yeah we'll bring him back later anyway so that's that um, yeah travis i've got a an outro for us just okay. decided within the recording of this episode um okay yeah so I, I'll, I'll i'll wrap this up in a nice pretty bow for us uh have you ever heard of a, a bass player by the name of stanley clark Yes, jazz bass yep. player. Right? Yeah, jazz fusion. Yeah. You know, we're in that vein. Um, so, as a record junkie, if you want to call us that, you know, whatever. Uh, every now and then, I'll be flipping through records at like a random ass antique shop or something. You know, where it's just like, eh, here's a box of records. You know, it's random as fuck. So you don't know what you're gonna get, and you'll just pick up an album and purchase it just based on the album cover. Uh, so I did this with Stanley Clark and I, I picked up his, uh, it's, it's a, I guess, self-titled record. It's called Stanley Clark came out in 1974 and I got home, played it and loved it. And then I just thought, well, anytime I see a Stanley Clark record, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, this to me is Jeff Beck as a bass player, you know, like it's very similar in, in that it's just a, it's a, 
instrumental heavy records and uh yeah just really unique like it's 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 an album from the 70s and you know that when you press play you know but it's just really unique and innovative uh, i'm actually going to play a song from the next record in line for him which is called journey to love which came out in 1975 uh, i'm going to play the first song on the record and that's going to wrap us up for today as always check us out on the pantheon podcast network uh, hop on pantheonpodcasts.com you'll find us there along with many other great music podcasts you can also check us out on nofillerpodcast.com uh, there you can stream all of our episodes and dive a little bit deeper with our show notes so again we're going to fade us out with a song from stanley clark off of his album journey to love from 1975 this is going to be track one on the record. It's called Silly Putty. And as always, thank you so much for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts 
or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.